What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 183 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturm and Matt Deitch. What's going on, dudes? Not much. Not Just much. Just enjoying life, man. That's right. Uh, if you're new to the program and you are wondering why did this guy just call me a dirtbag? Because that's what you are. That's what you are. Uh, the fact that you are now 20 seconds into this podcast, you are now officially a dirtbag. We grant you. And uh, that is, that's not a bad thing. Like there, there's a lot of listeners that wear that like a badge of honor. And that's uh, right. They do. That is the name that the, uh, the listeners of this fine program have given themselves. Uh, we, uh, we, we had a few other names kind of more fishing related that, uh, um, we, we, uh, you know, wanted to do, uh, at first, but, uh, uh, dirtbag is just kind of, uh, something that stuck, something that stuck. And it was kind of more of an accident and, uh, it's um, a good accident. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe one of these episodes we need to have like a listener appreciation episode or something like that. But then I thought to myself, you know what? Every episode is that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the fact that we are on here talking, uh, that just shows how much we appreciate you guys. Exactly. <laughs> we're doing this for you. You think we're doing this for us? No, there's there's pizza to be eaten. Uh, no, but uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you, Like I said, you're now officially a dirtbag. Uh, um, but first and foremost, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to... Uh, to the people that uh, that bring you this week's episode, and that is our good buddies over at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, the number one tackle shop in the land. Uh, everything you need, live bait, uh, rods, uh, you know, a bigger clothes, selection. Yeah, yeah clothes, a, bi- a bigger selection of tackle than you know what to do with. If, if, uh, if Great you're place look- to do your back-to-school shopping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, kids, if you are listening to this, tell your mom, Hey, you stay out in the car, give me a hundred bucks, yep. and uh, I will get everything I need to go back to school. You can get them completely outfitted. I mean, you can get a backpack that holds fishing gear. I mean, you can get them some shorts and some shirts, you know, the the swag to look cool going back through the hallways. I mean, what's better than show and tell saying, hey, look what I bought at Dakota Angler? That's right. That's right. You want your kid to get straight A's? Have them bring a couple Rapalas to their PE teacher. <laughs> Dang right, <laughs> you're getting A's the whole year. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you can buy buy a teacher over with a couple of crankbaits. That's right. Everyone knows that. <laughs> That's a and, fact. Yep. The place to get them is Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But if you don't want to go into Dakota Angler, go online www.dakotaangler.com and use the code Dirtbag at checkout. And uh, save yourself 10%. I'm just telling you right now, I feel like that's the better go. Yeah, it is. I, I feel like Josh and Todd and Nick, they're setting themselves up to fail. They're, they're you know, they're uh, pretty soon there's going to be no one coming into their shop because everyone's using Dirtbag online. Yep, that's exactly right. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's Josh's plan. It's his angle. He's, he's he's sitting in there in his underwear and he's like he's hey, got to worry about it because right. he's got a face for online sales that's not right. in-person sales that's right <laughs> the same reason we do podcasts that's the reason why josh is pushing for online sales <laughs> that's exactly right shipping stuff up to alaska they don't know any better <laughs> that's right he did he did good on the podcast too you know i i you know he he, he was a good talker you didn't have to look at that mug and uh, <laughs> yeah, those hike camps, they know what the hell they're doing. This is this is right up their alley. So uh uh first things first, uh hats. We have not ordered the hats yet, uh, but 
I'm thinking that that is going to be something that we do here in the next couple of days. Uh, we kind of put it out there. Uh, you know, we, we had quite a few people Venmo us, not as many people that uh, said that they wanted one originally on the Facebook post, but uh, whatever, we're going to, we're going to order a few extras, but uh, at the end of the profiling. day, at the end of the day, if you, uh, uh, if you did not Venmo us or uh, uh, like our good buddy, Dusty Secrets, he he stopped by my work on Friday, Nice, dropped me off some cash. And uh, so, yep. If you're not one of those people, um, you you may miss out and you, wanna, uh, you don't want to miss out don't be surprised when your girlfriend dumps you yeah I, it, for for a guy with a midwest angler podcast that's exactly guy. what would happen that sounds like i might have to do a little i might have to do a little picture yeah stuff here sorry about your luck that's exactly sorry you know, about your luck and if you can't if you're having trouble deciding which one you want to get get both get both get both, <laughs> get get both. both of them have your hussy yeah. tell you you know what i like that one and you know, it, it might change by the day. That's exactly right. I mean, you wear, have one for work, one yeah. for weekend. That's exactly <laughs> one for work and one for play. Just buy like an your extra, cowboy boots. Just right. like cowboy boots. Right. Buy an extra one for church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a church hat, right? It's a good conversation piece. Yep. People be like, what's that? What's the Midwest Angler podcast? Oh, funny you should ask. <laughs> and then tell them you're a dirtbag. Yeah, that's right. That's and if right. they want to be a dirtbag. Tune in. Tune in. Send them a link. <laughs> Send them a link. So, all right, guys, uh, that uh, that is pretty much it as far as housekeeping goes. Uh, um, yeah, we'll move right along. Matt, uh, uh, a while back I was scrolling through Facebook, and uh, um, I'm not going to call out any names because they're not wrong. It's just their opinion. Uh, but uh, somebody was talking about uh, uh, puncture coal tags, about how, you know, they were catching bass. And they had holes in their mouth from puncture cull tags and how that was just a load of crap. You know, nowadays they, they have cull tags that are non-puncture cull tags, which I'm, you know, 100% completely for. You know that I, I would say I am a proponent of that. Um, but, uh, um, you know, just just bashing these guys for, for using puncture cull tags. Well, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I understand what he's going after. But, uh. You know, it's kind of one of these deals, you know, especially with bass fishing, you know, you hear these guys talking about getting out that heavy flipping stick, you know, with that, <laughs> yeah. you know, with that big heavy braid and whipping it in there. And I mean, we've all seen these bass fishing guys, you know, with a, with a heavy rod, you oh. know, just fricking. <laughs> and they set the hook yeah. and the bass comes flying out at about seriously, 100 miles an hour. Seriously. Yeah. You know, I mean, they go flying out of the water, then, you know, they, they skip them over the top of the water. They boat flip them into the boat, let them flop around on the carpet for a little while, then probably hook them up to a scale, weigh it three pounds. Well, good job. Thank God you weighed that one to figure out it was three pounds, whatever. And probably take a good look at it, hold it outside of the water for a little bit, do a selfie, uh, you know, take a look at, oh, wow, that one's got a funny spot on it. And then they chuck it back into the water. Or if they're in a tournament, then they'll be like, oh, They'll put the non-puncturing cold tag on like, oh, we got to put that on to keep the fish safe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then throw it in the box, drive around the lake with it for three or four hours, and all oh, lucky, lucky us, we get to call that one out, throw it overboard, and, and move along. Okay, fine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Oh, right. We've, I'm well, guilty of it. this. I mean, you and I have, have fished bass tournaments that's before. fished a bass tournament before has done it. Yep. I mean... I will be the first to admit that when I know that I've got a bite on the other hand or on the other side of the line, I'm probably going to 
you know, reel down, cinch her tight, and frickin' let her fly. And cross its eyes. I, I am <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, and that's you Drive know, that's that what everyone talks. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what we all talk about. You know, crossing its eyes with a barbed you know. hook. Yep, exactly. And and then we get it out and and we pop it with our with the palm of our hand to get that heavy you know heavy hook out or whatever. I I mean, all of us are sitting here doing all of that stuff. But then we need to pat ourselves on the back because, you know, we release the fish fish healthy, (laughs) you know, I mean, but, but I mean, we we will do all of that and not think twice about it, but damn it. You put that freaking puncture coal tab in that fish's mouth and you piece of crap, you know, you're not, you know, you're not being nice to that fish. You know, I, a while back, I, I, I saw a lady who posted online about, uh, uh, you know, that she had caught a big muskie and, uh, she, she got the hooks out of its mouth and she for, foregone, forego, I don't know, that, that ain't the right word. She decided not to take a fish picture with it because she had stressed that fish out too much. And, and so, I mean, I think she makes this Facebook post to give herself a pat on the back right. that, you know, look what I did. I caught this big muskie and I decided not to take a picture with it. Because it was so stressed out. At a certain point, like, it, has it become the cool thing to do to give yourself a pat on the bat, especially on social media? Like, well, look what I do for fish care. Like, I'm not trying to, to say, like, we all need to be rougher on fish and be proud that we're rougher on fish. But, I mean, I've, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Like, we are literally driving a barbed hook through a fish's mouth, dragging it in you know, grabbing it by the lip. Well, we're netting it too. And just imagine how much damage goes on in the net. But, but you know, so, so you're going to do all that and not think about it. And then all of a sudden you, you need the pat on the back because look what I did. I, you know, I made sure that I really released that fish nicer than what you released your fish. Like, Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too critical here, but but then we get after each other a lot too about like handling of a fish online and you know how the proper hold of a fish and here we are flipping them into a boat and right. they're bouncing around on your carpet or you know or you're netting them and there's you know fins are getting all ripped or cut up or you know things like that so i don't know i think that people just get i don't know a little, little oversensitive about some of the stuff sometimes uh, the same people that are, you know, they'll be griping about somebody that's keeping fish instead of releasing them. And it's just like, well, I mean, you just let yours, you held yours, out, held that fish out of the water for, you know, five minutes. Or like you said, you had it in your live well all day just to take a hero picture with it and right. stuff like that. So. When, I mean, I've done that. I, I, oh, mean, yeah, I yeah. I've literally, I've literally thrown bass in my live well that I knew, I mean, I wasn't in a tournament. I've, I've driven around with them in there for two or three hours, taking a picture of my best two at the end, yep. and then let them go. Is it right? No, probably not. Do I do it, and will I probably do it again? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I probably will. And, and you know, I mean, like, I, I, you know, do I think I'm being disrespectful to the fish? Mm, I don't know, now that I put it that way. Probably a little. <laughs> you know, I mean, probably a little, but, but I, I guess... You know, I, I think at a certain point, 
all of us are being a little bit disrespectful to the fish by driving a a hook through a fish's mouth. Right. And and you know I just uh, am, am I going to quit doing it? Hell no. Do I do I love doing it? Hell yes. But <laughs> but I mean I just the it, it's a weird deal on social media that that uh, I I feel like it's it's become the thing to put it out there that that you're you know really strong on fish care after you do a bunch of things that probably aren't really strong on fish care. Yeah. No, you know? Yeah. Right. No, I get what you're I saying. I mean, the, the YouTubers, how many times have you watched a YouTuber catch a fish, sit there and throw that fish in front of the camera, talk about how they're catching that fish for a minute and then say, well, we better get this fish right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right back. Right back is coming gone 45 yeah. seconds ago. And, and you know, I'm not, I, I mean, I love a good fish picture. Am I going to keep a fish out of the water probably longer than what I should? Yep, probably. But I'm, I'm, I, I hope I'm not like, well, you know, better get this fish right back. You know, it, that that's come and gone. And, and I don't know. I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like social media and, and whatever as a whole is, is kind of made us all, it, it, it's made us all aware of fish care, but I don't know that any of us have actually changed our practices more than we just tell people that that we're caring that for we're fish caring more for fish right yeah, yeah, Just yeah. So that, we, you know, you know. It's, it's kind of like the whole sometimes you know like i don't keep anything over a 20 inch wall i everything over 20 inches i throw it back well i 19 inches is mine you know i don't keep anything <laughs> over 19 inches i throw everything under 19 inches you know i keep anything under 19 throw it's, everything it's just like <laughs> slowly you one up each other until right. it's like well i only keep 13 no, well, wait no, a minute. I don't no, keep I don't no keep 13, 13 inches. Yeah, I don't keep no 13 inches. Yeah, what are you no, talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think the best one? <laughs> oh, I only kept that one because it just, it wasn't going to make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you seem to have a lot of fish that ain't going to make it. Yeah. That's, that, that, that is the old, that is the old standby, you know, Al hooked it deep. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I normally don't yeah. keep anything over 19 yeah. inches, but this 23 incher ate it deep and God dang it, she's going to fry up nice. Yep. And it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I don't give a shit. Man. Right. I mean, your, your license says that you can, you can harvest that fish. Like, you know, uh, I mean, ha- don't feel any shame in it. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think that's what happens a lot. I think that people like shame themselves sometimes on situations like that. Like, I mean, they feel like terrible if a 22 incher does just eat your lure and gets it deep and there's nothing you can do about it. And that fish is just bleeding. It got hit just right. And it isn't going to make it. Don't feel bad. I mean, no, it's, hell no. it's better than just throwing it back in there and hoping that it swims off, knowing that it's not going to, right. It's just 100%, and 100%. So, but, you know, it's, it's no different than all the, the deer hunters that, uh, you know, shoot that one and a half year old raghorn deer and ah, it's a management buck <laughs> you know freaking management buck you moron <laughs> like you got buck fever and <laughs> buck never had a it. chance to see its full potential like i mean but but be proud of it like right. whatever like you want to shoot a a one and a half inch deer who gives a shit like right. you know that's that is all you like if I, I've always said it, you know, I, I used to be one of those guys that you got to shoot the big bucks and big bucks only quality deer management, whatever. And if you want to practice that on your farm, have at it. That's fine. Whatever. But I'll tell you right now, if it gets my heart going, 
I'm pulling the freaking trigger. Right. Like if, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to walk up to that thing and be proud that I shot it and, and, you know, I mean, my adrenaline was going piss on you. I don't give a rip what you think about my deer. <laughs> you fill your tag. I'll feel mine. You know, I mean, stay in your own lane, watch your own bobber, like, you know, whatever, dude. But you know, when you're sitting out there in negative degrees, temperature, wind chill, and you're freezing your nuts off thinking I should have shot that one yep. that came underneath the tree stand. Oh uh, yeah. How many times have you looked back and like, God dang, you know, and you know, everyone's hunting for a different reason. You know, are you hunting for, for wall decoration or are you hunting to feed your family or whatever? Like don't, don't criticize people for, for what they decide to take or, you know, whether it be fish or whether it be deer, uh, you know, now we're all, we're all out there for a different reason. We've all got different amounts of time. Yeah, you know, exactly. One, right. You know, one guy only gets to go out three times a year and his freezer's empty. Fricking let her rip, man. You know, I fill it up and, and, and the next guy's got plenty of vacation time and, and he's holding out for a, you know, a, now whatever, but you know, and I think to go back to your kind of your original starting point where you're talking about the non-puncturing and the puncturing cold tabs. I think that one of the biggest things that you see with the puncturing cold tabs though, is sometimes that those fish start sloshing around with them, you know, in the water, in the live well. And a lot of guys will grab the cold tag to pull the fish out. Yep. And sometimes that ends up ripping a big hole yep. in the bottom of their jaw. And I mean, you see it too in fish care when people, catch one and they just kind of rip it out of its lip and all of a sudden you catch it i mean you, i know you've caught them down here at the oh, river yeah. before yep. where like half their jaw is broken and missing and, and you know sometimes that's not from fish from people handling them i don't feel i i feel like some of ours in our river they're in the rocks trying to get crayfish a lot of times and i think they bang the crap out of their yep. jaws and even break them sometimes yep and you know i mean like i said i mean all of us have to be aware have to have to give a good effort to 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 you know to handle fish properly you know you to know try how, to you know how i picture people that get on there and are like criticizing how people handle fish i picture them like every fish they catch is like the walleye on grumpy old men when he catches that walleye ice or when that lady catches the ice yeah the walleye ice fishing and he's holding on to it like oh you know or and she's <laughs> yeah. or she yeah. and she's like oh oh you know, we got and and then the release, the release. No. <laughs> yeah. Now th there's only one person that I've ever truly met that that I feel truly truly practices what they preach. And uh you know, I mean they they preach fish care and when they catch a fish, like that son of a gun's back down the hole 2 seconds after they unhook it. And that's yeah. fishing buddy buddy signer uh yeah. with uh fish stories and you know, I've I've gone fishing with them a few times. I don't think that dude gives two rips about about a fish picture. Like I, right. I don't no, think he cares. No. I, you know, he'd he'd prefer not to. Well, you know. if you ever notice, a lot of his fish pictures are of them in the water. Yep, yep. So I and I think that trout fishermen, fly fishermen in general. I mean, I know a while back we talked about how musky fishermen really care about care for their catches and stuff like that. But I still I I'm a firm believer that fly fishermen like in trout fishermen like that's that. a different level yeah those guys i mean man they're fish handling they're you know picture taking and stuff like that very rarely do you ever see them out of the water and if you do they're kneeled down in the water right and they only have them like a foot out of the water so that they can quick snap it and it's right back in so yep. or if there's a grizzly bear behind them i guess <laughs> yeah yeah kiss my ass if you think i'm going to grizzly bear country <laughs> what, what do you think do you think ice fishermen 
care more for their catches than open water fishermen? Do I think or ice do you think fishermen... or do you think that fish fish get handled worse during the summertime than what they do during the wintertime? Um open water versus ice fishing as far as fish care. I am going to I'm going to go out and say that I think that fish get handled better in open water. You think that they do in open water? I mean, to a certain extent. I would say that they get handled better after they come out of the water with open water. But I would say that they get handled, you know, obviously... uh, lighter action line a a lighter overall rod you know like you mentioned earlier a smaller hook uh, with ice fishing so i would say that uh, up until the point that they hit the top of the the ice hole uh, ice fishing is probably easier on the on the fish but afterwards i would say well, I guess I don't know. You, I just, you see I just those kids dragging catfish around on the beach down at the river. And, oh, right. I mean, and you know, in the boats and stuff like that, they're they're flopping around on on carpet or yep. whatever. They're banging off stuff in the boat. You're putting them in a net. I mean, we're ice fishing. A lot of times, is you you don't want your hands to get real cold. So as soon as you catch them, you're unhooking them and throwing them right back down the hole. Right. So yeah, that's probably there's probably some truth to that. You're, you're probably just the you're ne- probably nature right. of the beast. You know, in the colder yep. water, the fish do better in the colder water than what they do in the the warmer heat and everything. Yep. So yeah, you're probably right on that. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, you might drop them on the ice or something like that, but you're not drop. I mean, the ice is is clean. It's it's literally you know just frozen water. You're not dropping them into sand. You're not dropping them. I think about the only thing that they really get different from winter to summer is the old, the old uh, foot flip to the hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The old yep. Funk. yep. Kind of the old soccer style right down the old ice hole. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, Matt. Uh, earlier today, I uh, I texted you and I said, uh, you know, we got to come up with a little something. Uh, um, to, to go through with today, uh, kind of, you know, a game or a, a funny topic or, or something, you know, to, there, there, there's not a whole lot of current events right now. We'll get into a couple current events a little bit later on, uh, um, with some tournaments coming down the pipe, but otherwise, uh, there just hasn't really been a ton. So, uh, we decided that back and forth, we'd kind of do a this or that. And, uh, um, do you want to start or you want me to? I can start. All right. All right. First one here, this or that, um, and we're going to kind of keep it red, relatively close to fishing. I mean, we might go off the rails a little bit here every once in a while, but this or that, braided line or floral line? Um, You know, I guess I'll, I'll probably go with braid on this one, but uh, honestly, I probably have more monofilament than wow, anything yeah. else, and, and uh, you know, I think probably most of the people that are listening to this are probably like, you know, seriously? Uh, all my panfish rods, I, I run strictly monofilament on, um, you know, just because it's cheap and, and, you know, I, I'm throwing four pound test on it. I'm, I'm vertical jigging off a dock, vertical jigging off of a boat. Um, you know, whatever I run a lot of monofilament down at the river, eight pound monofilament, um, because I can, you know, with that stretch, I can bounce it off uh, the back of the rocks and whatnot. And, uh, you know, 
I, I've got some, I've got some, uh, uh, open water rods with all, all my, all my, uh, ice fishing rods is all monofilament. And, uh, um, I, I think I only have two rods with braid on it, honestly. And then I do put floral leaders on that, but, uh, otherwise, um, almost all my open water rods that, uh, don't have monofilament on it have braids. And then I hook that to a floral leader. So that's, that's where I'm running. Right on. Um, first off for you, spring or fall? Spring. Spring. Yeah. I like the, I like the spring when it's warm, when the water's starting to warm up and you can get, when you hit it right, you can have like really good days and consistent days falls it just fall it just seems like it's so up and down sometimes someday you can go out there and just absolutely smack them and then the next day you can go out there and kind of run the same program and it's just like ain't happening right happening and also too like in the fall leaves are starting to fall and so they're getting in the water and you know you got to kind of change up your techniques and all that stuff i i definitely prefer the the spring where the water is warming up compared to where it's cooling down in the fall right on all right would you rather fish a pond or a river Ooh, small pond or a river yep um ooh. i knew i knew this one would get you because there's benefits i mean both of them if the pond has good access right. to the to the shore um you know not major cattails and whatnot if if it has uh, you know, juddies or, or, you know, mode, you know, easy shore, access. easy shore access where I can get down to there and, and make decent casts around. Um, I, I will go with the pond. I do love going down to the river when the river's right here and, and, you know, picking through current and, and, you know, casting, uh, you know, twister tails and whatnot in there for the smallmouth, but but overall, I would say that I still am. Uh, I'd, I'd still probably rather go the pond. All right. Um, for the rest of your life, you can only uh, you can only pick one: night crawlers or minnows. Minnows. Minnows, huh? Yeah. Okay. I just feel like. Yeah, minnows. Really? Yeah. I very seldom ever fish with minnows me either but i would just rather just pick minnows yep. i mean i'm not saying that i do fish with night crawlers more but uh, right. you know yeah i just feel like minnows you can catch more like you can catch fish all year round with minnows yep night crawlers i mean yeah you can catch them during the winter time but not as much many things during winter time yep all right would you rather catch a 10 pound bass or shoot a 170 inch buck Hundred and seventy inch buck. You're going with the hundred and seventy inch buck. Yep. That's and oh man. I don't I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm going I'm going hundred and seventy inch buck. You up that to a twelve pound bass and, and then <laughs> then, then it's really considered yep, tipping point. Yep. I would say that that is a hundred and seventy inch buck is the equivalent to a twelve pound twelve pound bass. Uh yeah. That's in my book, that's what that is. That's what you're picking, and you're sticking to it. Yep. Um. All right. Would you ha- rather take unlimited rods and reels for the rest of your life, or unlimited tackle? Unlimited tackle. 
you know I that can, I've had I've had some of the rods and reels I have right now or I've had for a long time. Yep, that's I what I just, was thinking about on this one because you know I think everyone's like, oh man, you know, one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollar rod, you know, two hundred dollar right. reel, you know, bunch of three dollar, but the tackle it, is where it adds up and start losing. Absolutely, stuff and I mean, you can like you said, I mean, you can have the same rod and reel and and you know. 10, 10 years and that thing ain't bad one bit right yeah yep. as long as you're taking care of it and yep. stuff like that yeah it's it's gonna last you a long time yep good call all right yours an all expense paid fishing trip to alaska or florida Ooh. all expenses are we, paid are we talking are we talking ocean or are we talking inland whatever you want down there in florida alaska or florida all expenses paid trip. I'm going to say Alaska. Are you? I'm going to say Alaska. And with all expenses paid means that, means that I've got stand. about three guys <laughs> with freaking big guns. Not 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 plankers. We're talking big guns. You're not and, trying to damage. You're trying to kill. Exactly. Like, and, and every single one of you mothers <laughs> better have like more than one. More, you know, the... We're, we're, we're taking guns that got a lot of bullets in them. <laughs> and if, if there's a grizzly bear in the same freaking county as me, start, start, Just start busting, <laughs> start busting. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I would say that it's probably unrealistic. The, the chances of me ever going up on an Alaskan fishing trip probably aren't great. Uh, I, I, you know, I have fished off the coast of Florida a couple times. And then, I mean, we're not talking a lead operation. You know, I mean, we're talking me and my kids and my dad going for a little four-hour trip, you know, out there. But uh, I, I would say the chance of me doing something uh, um, out, out out in Florida is, is better. So I, I would probably go the Alaska route on uh, that Alaska one. Alaska route, right yep. on. Is it because you saw Mockintoons? those pictures those pictures are badass and yeah. i would like to some uh, salmon have, yeah, yeah have a big salmon you know those those pictures like you know i, I know they're long arming the shit out of those things and and i don't even care but how can you the, not when you're mocking to and how can you not right long arm anything? <laughs> when <laughs> that that's extra long arming like those things sit out a mile and a <laughs> mile and a half away from his body um all right uh would you rather have no radio or no ac in your pickup Ooh. no ac no ac i can roll the windows down i'm one of yep. those that i enjoy having the windows down more than yep yep this this summer i've been i've been that guy that, that there's a lot the of times i'm coming home more. from the lake and i just put the windows down and turn the air conditioner off and crank up the tunes and sing along yep no i'm i'm 100 with you on that one all right this one for you hub shack or flip over Ooh. Um, if I could only pick one for the rest of my life, I would go the flip over, but, uh, um, I do love a good hub shack. I, I enjoy getting it out there, especially if you're gonna, if, if you know that you're going to set up in a spot and you're going to stay there, hub shack is awesome. Uh, if you're going to go with uh, a couple more people, hub shack is awesome. But, uh, if it's just me, I, I still prefer a flip over. No, I get you there. All right. Uh, would you rather take a free tank of gas once a week? For the rest of your life or a new boat? <laughs> well, the way the gas prices, well, the way the boat prices are going. Give me a new boat. Give you a new boat? Yeah. So so I actually uh, figured this out. 
Um, and, and obviously a pickup like yours, uh, you're, you're probably burning a little bit, uh, well, well, it costs a little bit more to, to fill up, but, uh, um, if you fill up at $70 once a week for 52 weeks, uh, you know, that's, that's one year. Um, if you do that for 15 years, you will have spent $54,600. Really? So that's three thousand six hundred and forty dollars at seventy dollars a week. Yeah. So realistically, you know, you you can, I mean, you know, some of these new boats are ninety thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. You know, I mean, say say you do get a new Vexus walleye boat, you know, decked out to the nines, it's one hundred and ten thousand dollars. That's thirty years of free gas. <laughs> right. Thirty years of free gas. I like. Know. You know, when you think about it that way, it's like, holy moly, like, them boats are freaking expensive, and yeah. maybe gas ain't as expensive as what right. I thought. You know? and, and you know what else? I go for the cool factor. I pull up to a gas station, and I'm like, oh, this gas is free. People are like, well, that's nice. I pull up with a badass bass boat behind my truck. People are like, whoa, yeah. that's sweet. So, <laughs> yep. No I'm doubt going, about I'm, it. No I'm doubt. going for that. I'm like, yep. I'm going for the cool coolness factor. Although this year, uh, you know, it is a little like, bit cooler to have free gas than well, what it was two years are, ago. Like, <laughs> if, if you pull up to an old guy at the pump and say, this is a free tank of gas, they're going to be like, oh, that's awesome and stuff like that. But, you know, you pull up to somebody that's also a bass fisherman, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. 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 Hell yeah double doing the double pump (laughs) double pump well we talked about this a little bit ago and i kind of know your answer on this one i had run and gun or set up and wait when it comes to ice fishing Ooh, you know honestly uh as much as i like to to tell myself that i'm a running gunner and and whatnot honestly like i i truly really enjoy um you know especially if i'm pan fishing uh I, I really, I really enjoy to sit in the same spot and, and kind of grind it out. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of times where, uh, um, I've, I've gone over to, to say Okaboji and, you know, say you're waiting out a yellow bass, you know, waiting for schools to come through and whatnot. And I, I really feel like, uh, um, to, to sit there and wait them out, you know, say they only come through every 15, 20 minutes and you can pop three or four of them out of there. Uh, I do still feel sometimes the production can be a little bit more if you just wait it out yep. and, and trust the process and whatever. But uh, th- th- there is a coolness of, of getting out there and searching them out too. And, and uh, you know, w- working for it kind of seems a little bit funner sometimes. But I do I do kind of uh, enjoy the, the flipping it over and, and hunkering in for the long haul and, and letting her buck. Yeah. Pro- pro- you know. Either or, either or on Depends that. Depends you know. if you feel like being hard on your gear. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's that's the reason why I hunger down and, and get ready for the long haul, because I I want to keep miles off my auger blades. <laughs> <laughs> don't want very drain low batteries. mileage auger blades. <laughs> don't want to drain out the batteries every day. That's right. Um, uh, here here's one for you, Matt. Would you rather have been on? The Who Wants to Be a Millionaire TV show or Legends of the Hidden Temple? Who do, wants to be don't a, tell me you don't wants, remember Legends of the Hidden Temple. I do a little bit. Shut the front. You don't remember it, do you? I do. I do, but I didn't watch that one as much as like Double Dare and all those. So. Wild and Crazy Kids. Yeah. 
You, so what, what was the what was the names of uh legends of the hidden temple it was like the green iguanas and the yeah. the red monkeys, monkeys and the yeah. blue snakes or something god dang it maybe i was always i, 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 I don't the, i don't want to call you out here but were you too old for legends I, I, of the hidden temple a little a little am it was right at the end of it oh, so wow wow yeah i know Wow, I I didn't mean to age you there. <laughs> son of a gun! Like, I guess Wild or I, I guess Legends of the Hidden Temple wasn't on black and white TV, and so <laughs> I apologize. We only for got that. the we only got the three stations. Yeah, and that's right. You got to remember, I didn't get to watch much TV because I was the one that hold, had to hold the antenna so that we did get the three stations in. So. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, go go up to the roof. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, so, no, yeah, I always kind of enjoyed the who wants to be a millionaire. I, I feel like I could sneaky, like, you know, get up to 250000 maybe. Yeah. You know what my favorite always was? Was when Jeopardy would play, like, right after school, and then it would play again at, like, 6 o'clock. Oh, and you could, <laughs> you could suck the, the crap out of your parents. Yeah, I think there's a couple times they were just like, what the heck? And yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm the king of useless knowledge. Yeah, so I could, I could possibly that. pull pull off a couple of those shows, but uh, there's there's probably that one like legitimate like real question that you know probably the third question in that it's like you know hmm, yeah, I'm gonna have to phone a friend on this one. <laughs> the whole entire I, world's like freaking idiot. I love it on Jeopardy when they have like a category that's kind of for us non-intelligent people, <laughs> yeah. and then the people up there like struggle with it. They're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Puncture coal tags for a hundred. <laughs> All right, next one. Would you rather win the Bassmaster Classic or the Knoxville Nationals? Oh, <laughs> you know, I was kind of thinking actually when I was coming up with these uh, when I was coming up with these questions, like Matt's going to throw something in there, and you know, right now, obviously, uh, um, right now, you know, I, I'm I'm going to call out Knoxville Nationals, but. Uh, um, Say they were both they same monetary amount to win. Right, right. I I don't. I I would probably go Bassmaster Classic. Um, I I probably would, but uh, you know, I want to see one of the Bassmaster Classic winners get on the top of their motor motor and hold that trophy up. Just <laughs> do like, a wing dance. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Do a wing dance. That'd be that'd be badass. <laughs> All right. Uh, If if you had to give up electronics on your boat, along with mapping, or your trolling motor, which one are you giving up? I'd say electronics. Give up electronics. Yeah, I, I'd I, stick with it. I think that the trolling motor is one of those like underrated things on a boat that people don't realize that how much they use it and need it until they don't have it. Electronics, you can kind you can get away with, you know. The electronics. I mean, yep. there's there's guys now too. Like I don't know how people can still go out there without spot lock, right? Right. And fish. I mean, I just I know how I get it that they can and stuff like that. But I mean, you hear these guys that when they finally get spot lock trolling motor on their boat, they're just like it. Like totally changes how they fish. You. No, you were you were about to drop changer. it. You were about to drop I'll it. I'll never say gay. I changer. saw you go get, get, or maybe you were just no. saying gay, <laughs> right? But I just, I would definitely take the trolling motor over the electronics. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm 100% on board Just with you there. Just control and everything else yep. like that. Now, this kind of is close to the one you asked a little bit ago um, as far as the rods and reels and the tackle goes, but I'm going to go a little bit different route and go, would you rather have a year supply of soft plastics or hard baits? Soft plastics, 100%. I wouldn't okay. even I, – I'd take I'd – take, a week's worth of soft plastics versus a year worth hard baits. You know, like right. uh, honestly, I just uh, I'm not knocking hard baits. I just don't personally fish with them. Really, I I've I never am going to throw on a, a a hard bait and cast with it. You know, down at the river, off my dock, out of my boat. I'm just not going to. Uh, um, and and I, that's just because of lack of experience and confidence. Um, but. Uh, Soft plastics, 100% for me. All right. Um, I'd probably go the same route there, too. Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies or all other types of cookies? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You can't go wrong with a good chocolate chip cookie. Is there any other, like, I mean, I you know, and, and I it's personally. always a good stand. I mean, I love oatmeal cookies. So I do I. peanut butter so cookies yep. and stuff like that. But you just. You just can't go wrong with the classic classic chocolate chip cookie. Yep. And and I like oatmeal raisin cookies to yep. the point like where I I will sometimes take them over a oh, chocolate so chip. Will I, right. But I love nothing more than when you watch a guy go up and take a cookie, take the first bite out of it, and he thought he was getting chocolate chip <laughs> and they they, yeah. they suck they snookered him. <laughs> yeah. They snookered him and they got yeah. him with the oatmeal raisin and you can see the look in his face. <laughs> the like, disappointment oh. like what is this? <laughs> <laughs> they, what is this? they just snookered me <laughs> and uh but you know personally i you know if, if that happens to me it's like ah i'm you know i'm, I'm game with that i'm gonna right, go back and get a chocolate chip cookie because i want to test both of them you're out getting right it's just uh, like well you know this is america i can have more than exactly. just <laughs> love test driving cookies that's right all right next one for you would you rather ride a bull or a bronc well you know zach cox once told me that a bronc never comes back after you I was going to say, they're not trying to kill you. They're just trying to get you off. But. It's just something badass about riding a bull. You know, <laughs> I, I I got a feeling. I, I can't help but to think that that after the rodeo, when all the hussies are coming around, <laughs> they're not looking for the bronc riders. They're right. looking for the bull riders. Right. They're not looking for the hobby stock drivers. They're looking for the sprint car drivers. <laughs> like. And, and, and that's no disrespect to the bronc riders. That's no disrespect to the hobby stock drivers. But, you know, I, I guess if, I, if I'm going to be dumb enough to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm just going to do it right. Going to yeah. spur and... Yep. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And I'm going bull riding. Strapping in for that eight-second ride. You know, bull, bull riders, though, like I, I've said this probably on here before. I've kind of said it to everyone, like... You walk around a rodeo and you see the, you know, the cowboys like in the back that are, you know, about to go riding, you know, right off the bat, like, oh, that dude's probably a roper. Yep. That dude, he he's probably a freaking bronc rider. The pretty guys are bronc riders and the dude with the choker <laughs> necklace that's got the eyes going three different ways, that's a bull rider right there. That's he, he, not walking know, real yeah, straight. He's not walking straight. He he got half a mouth of teeth and you know, that's he's a bull rider right staring there. Staring off into space <laughs> for one too many concussions. A while back you text me that and asked what the hell I was doing and I that's just all the concussions. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, you you know like, the guy that doesn't really know that he's at the rodeo, <laughs> but he does know that he's there. 
<laughs> you want me to ride a bull today? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How many? All right. Yeah, I can do that. Right on. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, would you rather own a bait shop or be a guide? Mm, I think it'd be kind of fun to own a bait shop. Me too. Me I too. Think it would be fun. You get to talk to a lot of different people, help yep. them out, get them on that. I mean, you know, they're, they both have their own stress levels and things like that but i think that the bait shop thing could be more consistent than the guide thing so yep. and overall i don't think you have the letdown of of uh of guiding if you're a bait shop owner like you sell a guy a dozen worms you sold a guy a dozen worms right. you know check them up at the counter like yep those are alive they, you know yep. good luck uh you know and and not all guide days are easy no uh, you know, and I'm not saying not all bait shop days are easy. Exactly right. That's not what I'm saying at all. But, uh, you know, you don't have the weather. You don't have. So I, I'd, I'd personally, I'd, I'd be going that same route as you. Yeah. I could see you owning a bait shop, you know, drink, sitting there drinking coffee. I'd smoke there. cigarettes again. And we'd be smoking <laughs> in the bait shop, in the bait shop. And I don't give a rip about the law. It's a free country. We got the back door open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, lots of coffee, lots of cigs. <laughs> My turn now. Yep. All right. I got more than ten, so I'm just going to keep going with. All some right, of these. I've got some more. Okay. Um, would you rather eat every bass that you caught, or never be able to fish for them again? Who? Wow. Well, we won't say not every, you don't have to eat everyone. But eat, eat bass? Yeah. I'll eat bass. Eat bass. I'll eat bass, no yeah. problem. Uh, I, I did it up in the Boundary Waters. I'm, I'm not saying I I'd liked it. Tasted all right. <laughs> I did a little bit of kicking and screaming on it. But uh, overall, you know, I mean, they... Uh, you knew I, you I, had I, to do it to survive. Oh, that's exactly right. It, you was, didn't eat it, it was a kill or be it. killed situation. <laughs> it's uh, one of those alive moments. Or alone, <laughs> alone moments. That's right. No, I, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, um, you know, I, I've never, I've never put a knife to a large mouth. Uh, you know, we ate that small mouth bass up in the boundary or waters. Was it, or was it more of a naked and afraid? It was just like, Ramsey, put your clothes back on, dude. What if I you? eat this bass, will you put your clothes back on? <laughs> Give me that damn bass. No, uh, over, you know, I've heard people talk about how large mouth bass, especially out of cold water is, is good eating. I've, I've, you know, I've personally eaten small mouth bass. I, I won't say it's as good as walleye, but it didn't suck. Oh, right. So, yeah. uh, um, overall, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fish eater, uh, the way it is, but, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd have no issue with, with eating some bass if, uh, if that's what I needed to do to keep catching them. All right. Um, Ellie, every single time. All right, you, you you talked earlier about how you like listening to the radio. Yep. Uh, for the rest of your life, you're only allowed this or that: Nickelback or opera. Opera. Oh, opera. I'm not. I'm not listening to Nickelback. What is it about Nickelback that you hate so much? I just hate them. I just can't hate them. Just can't with Nickelback. You know, like I'm not saying I love Nickelback, but I don't hate them. Kids, kids had it on the weight room the other day, and I said, "How do you expect to win a state title listening to this garbage?" <laughs> this is how you lose, boys. This is how you lose. All right, opera. <laughs> I can get down with some opera. All right. Uh, would you rather catch uh, eleven plus inch 
uh, bluegill or a 17 plus inch crappie? 11 plus inch bluegill or 17 plus inch crappie. I'm going to go with crappie. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's probably not even close on that. Um, I've, I've caught, uh, I've caught bluegill up over 10. I don't know that I've ever caught a crappie over 14. Okay. And, uh, I mean, 17 inch crappie, like <laughs> you, you'd know that I caught it and <laughs> poor Ramsey, you could, yeah, you, if, if I caught a 17 inch crappie, you, you would know what everyone in the same time zone would know it. I might go streaking. I might go streaking. <laughs> there would be Facebook posts, not one, but multiple Facebook posts about this. I, I it'd be above and beyond humble bragging. Yep. I'd, I'd, I'd let everyone know that <laughs> this, this is mine. This just happened. Yep. This just happened. All right. Uh, Matt, would you rather be a pet goldfish or a wild skunk? Oh, Pet goldfish. Pet goldfish? Yeah. Right on. I'd go skunk, personally. I mean, pet goldfish, you know, it, it depends. I mean, if if the aquarium's badass. That's whatever. what I mean. If it's a good aquarium and stuff, you're getting your, if you're getting fed every single day. Yep. Skunks, you're scavenging. I don't know. But you're still wild. That's right. Still wild. wild. And people are a little afraid of you. Yeah. No, you could be a really nice guy. They see you and they're just like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, dudes, like, I'm... I've got chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> like, what the frick? It's kind of like that South Park episode where they're taking the kids out hunting and they say, all you got to do is yell, it's coming for us. And then you can shoot it or it's coming right at us. And then you can shoot it. It's legal to shoot it. So <laughs> self-defense. It's like, pe- it's like whenever people see a skunk, they're like, oh my God, it's got rabies. <laughs> um, it's out in the middle of the day. It's like, well, they're combining the field right there. Yeah, so it's it literally got scared out. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> You've got a dog that <laughs> kicked it out of that dead log. Right. <laughs> All right. I got a couple more for you. All right. I'm 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 out now. All so. right. This one. You got to get rid of one of them. You cannot fish with one of them the rest of your life. If chatterbait's on it, I'm keeping chatterbait. Check eye jig or a chatterbait. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, I I'll I will I would get rid of the check eye jig. Would you? And. And that is painful for me to say because I love the black check eye jig, but uh, I have been uh, um, using that clam swirl drop, yep. uh, black with the the white uh, swirl on it, and I believe I, I believe that that's probably just about as good, yeah. just about as good. I I uh, um, and, and by chatterbait, I'm sure that you mean bladed jig, bladed jig all the way across the board. Right. Yeah. And, uh, nah, I ain't giving that up. I ain't even thinking about it. I, I could, I could go with, uh, I could go with a different small black tungsten jig, but I ain't giving up no damn chatterbait. <laughs> Not a chance. All right. My last one. You got to choose between one of these two. You can't touch this or ice ice baby. <laughs> If I can only listen to one for the rest of my life, it's the only you got to choose one of them. Can't touch us. Yeah, that's what I would choose too. It's like yep. You can dance that one a little bit more. Yep. As you know, I I, I kind of like to dance. So. That's right. I I mean, I can I go with moves. I can go with Ice Ice Baby. You know, if, if, I'm it, singing, if it's on, you know, if I'm, I'm probably going to turn it up a little bit. I, I'm stopping and collaborating and listening. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. You know, I'll I'll turn it up a little bit, but uh, 
Um, you know, one one thing about it, I I think I think you can listen to Can't Touch This. You know, probably you, you could you could listen to that six times in a day. You listen yeah. to Ice Ice Baby three times in a day, it's and it's like, like yeah, uh, yeah, I've I've had enough of this. As soon as it starts coming on, you're like, okay, yeah, yep. no, yep. nope, All that's right. what I'm thinking. Um, couple more things uh current events wise uh i do clam pro day this coming week Ooh, i'll be traveling up to uh, uh minneapolis uh, where scott mockentoon lives uh, the big city <laughs> and uh attending clam pro day uh, that is where clam um you know kind of uh lets us know uh, what they're uh, um, planned on putting out this year um i seen i, I believe striker or otter kind of came out with some new stuff now so I think that this is the time of year where uh, there's going to be some ice fishing stuff that, that kind of starts dropping some new stuff. So that'll be fun. Um, there is a Bassmaster tournament again this week. There is. Lake Oahe. So if you are in our fantasy pool, um, get, get, those that, line up set. get those lineups set. Both both the fantasy fishing and the drain the lake. Don't That's forget right. to do both. That's right. Um, it could be an interesting one. Yeah, yep, it will be. Lake Oahe, uh, out of Mobridge, is it? Yeah. Yep, so uh, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of these southern guys that are just a smidge out of their element. I just saw somebody sm- post today that they're just like, there's a lot of area up here. A lot of cool scenery, but a lot of area. Like, I saw I Lee Levisay took a selfie with a bison that was on shore, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think they get out there. When you think about it, you think about a lot of the other places they fish, there's not like other places like this where – there's flat land and they can see for a long ways. Right. Well, there's I no mean, docks here. Right. You know, that's, I mean, and then that's what I mean. I mean, it's just like other places, like when they go to the Mississippi, you got some towns, you're in the trees. I mean, you're in that river Valley, you know, other places in the country, you might get out to the great lakes and all you see is water, but here it's just, I mean, I still can't get over like how, you know, when, when you hear these guys talk about it on the other podcasts and whatnot, you know, it's like, yeah, we got to go up to North Dakota to Lake Oahe. It's like, no, actually you're in South Dakota. <laughs> and like, I mean, I, I can't help but to think like, I'm able to tell the difference between North and South Carolina. Right. Yeah. Like how the hell are you guys not able to, you know, distinguish North <laughs> Dakota and South yeah, Dakota? No, like, exactly like seriously. Right. And you know, it just like, Oh, it's like the surface of the moon. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> like, I think it's one of those things. If you embrace it, you're going to do well. If you already have a bad attitude about it going into yep. it, well, then go out there, don't make the top 50 cut, and move on to lacrosse and yep. let the other guys that enjoy it be out there then. Yep, I, and, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So I've got a couple buy-sells here for you before uh, before we wrap this up. Um, Jay Shakurit, uh currently sitting in 20th in Angler of the Year. Does he move up or move down? Uh, and I guess that that's not really a, a buy-sell, but uh, does he move up or move down? Um, I'm buying that he's moving up. Me too. Uh, I think I, that these next two tournaments kind of play into his strength, so I think that he's going to move up. I think you're exactly right. Uh, I think he's going to do well on Oahe, and then when we go to lacrosse, when they go to lacrosse, uh, I think that's even you know closer to home for him. And uh, um, I, I've got a feeling that that he knows a little bit about fishing the river, maybe not right in the lacrosse area, but uh, I think right. you're right on that. Uh, Bob Downey currently in 36th. Are you buying that he's moving up? 
Yep, I'm buying that he's moving up too. Yep, me too. I think he'll finish higher than 36. Yep, me too. I think uh, I think he's I think he's going to do okay out at Oahe, but I think he'll do good at lacrosse. So do I. And, uh, um, yeah, overall. Uh, Brandon Polinick currently sitting in first place uh, in Angler of the Year. Are you buying or selling that he top tens at Oahe? Buying. I am buying that also, 100%. I'm buying. I am in the spending mood. I think if there's anyone that that's going to embrace it up there, it, it's, him. it's him. Like that, I think that this tournament plays right into his wheelhouse. I think so too. Yep. I think he's going to go in with a good attitude and, uh, um, yep. this fish, I mean, angler, the, I think he's going to get angler of the year. 100%. I, I 100%. Mean, because I thought, again, I think he's going to have a good tournament out there at Oahe and his track record at lacrosse is really good too. So, yep. Nope. Uh, I believe John Cox is in third. Is it? David Mullins in second? He might be. He was up there. Yep, I believe that's who it is. So, um, let's get to our good news story of the day. But before that, we got to talk about our sponsor of the good news story of the day. And that is our good buddies over at Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. Freedom Brew, it is the coffee shop to go to if you're in the tri-state area. Uh, my buddy Austin and his wife Brianna own it. And uh, right kind of by the baseball fields in, in Larchwood. I don't yeah. know how, how the best way to, to actually describe that is. But uh, I think if you go online and you type in Freedom Brew, um, I think it'll bring you right over there. We need to come up for like a slogan for them or something like that. Like Freedom Brew, it's the coffee shop for you or something like Ooh, that. I like that. Maybe, maybe we'll Red, come white, up with... Freedom Blue, or brew. <laughs> Red, Red, White, white Freedom, Freedom Brew. Red, White, Freedom Brew. Yeah, I... I, on the back of their mug, it says "taste" or "have a taste of freedom" or something like that. I like that. that. And, That's uh, a good one. Yeah, they're they're not afraid to hit you with that freedom. That's red, right. Red, white, and freedom brew. I like it. Um, my good news story, or you got one right off the top of your head? Um, I feel like I had one, and now all of a sudden I'm I'm out. But I'm just yeah, we give them a lot of crap on here, but it's Scott Mockington's birthday today, so I'm going to give him a, a birthday shout out. Scott, who? Yeah, some you know Minneapolis Mac. Never heard of her. <laughs> Never heard of her. It is his birthday. That's right. Uh, I think, what is it, 47 today? Something like that. 47, 48. 48 yeah. yeah, somewhere in, in there. Ballpark. He, he looks young for his age. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, we, uh, we, we're just over the uh, the Knoxville Nationals, and uh, Donnie Schatz comes home with his eleventh, eleventh yeah. uh, um, Knoxville Nationals deal. Did you know that he's top two nineteen times? Yeah, top two nineteen. Gee. I know. You you know you just knew that he was going to come on and and win that. Uh, you know the way he was talking, he was confident, and uh, it's just kind of one of those deals like where and you just um, kind of you just kind of. I think everybody was kind of pulling for him. I think you so, know, too. with his dad passing away yep. less than a month ago and stuff like that. I mean, it was a pretty emotional one for him. So, you know, as fun as it is to see first-timers win it, you know, to see him in that setting and everything that's gone on. He's had a rough year, I mean. Yep, yep, yeah. Racing-wise, he hasn't – I mean, he's won a couple here in the last month. But, yep. you know, yeah, I, I don't know. If you're pulling for somebody that's won it that many times, this was the year to be pulling for him. Yep. And, 
Yeah, it was a good races. It was fun to watch. Yep, a fifty lap race. A guy like Donnie is just gonna, oh, you know, the, yeah, I mean, him, guys. him and Kyle Larson, they're they're just kind of, you know, they're gonna be searching for lines that no one else is really running, and uh, they're not afraid they, to make the big changes to yep. their car because they're not thinking about how it's doing right now. They're thinking about how it's gonna be uh, as the track, yep. what the track is doing. So, and, and they're not running sprints. They're running marathons. You know, and they right. understand that. You know, Donnie was running the low line. And and li- literally went from starting third back to seventh place. Yeah. And he didn't panic. No. He knew, you know, just give it a little bit of time. And yeah. and sooner or later, you know, there's going to be a caution. We're going to restack. I'm going to keep running the just bottom. Stay and in the hunt. And I'm going to keep slowly picking him away here. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm thinking that is going to be episode 183. Uh, if you have made it this far. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, like, uh, like, or subscribe, or um, yeah, whatever it is, whatever platform you're on. Uh, uh, give us a, give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. Um, do whatever, do whatever it is that you do. But uh, um, we appreciate you. And uh, with that, uh, we will catch you back again next week on episode 184. Later. <laughs>